Now entering Nerdist.com. Chew it with a guy named Kevin. Chew it. And this other guy, Steve. Chew it. From the TV and the movies. And now this podcast stream. Chew it. They're going to get chewy. Chew it. They might even get me. Chew it. But they're going to get funky on this podcast thing. We're going. We're going. What are you eating? Mm, that's delicious. I got uh, the last of my wings. Okay. Did you have some wings yesterday? I or three days ago? Did. Uh, yeah. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. Um, you Did you get a chance, though? You were uh, flying. I was, but here's the great thing, was that... Uh, I mean, a woman scheduled your flight for you. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> Except that then we got on the plane. We okay. Southwest. Okay. And in, I was sitting in the middle seat. Yeah. Because um, my wife, I gave my wife the window. Aww. And uh, in the window seat in front of us, okay, a woman, yeah, whipped out a tablet and had the Super Bowl going live. What? So while we were boarding the plane, that was when the uh, that was when the kickoff started. That was when the game okay. started, kickoff happened. And uh, and you'll find this funny because not only did a woman book my return flight, mm-hmm. but. Uh, Remember how we were we were laughing that it was not direct? Yes. That there was a connecting flight? Yeah. There were two connecting flights. Oh, my. you got to be kidding me. It was a triple. Oh, we, my we God. Are you kidding me? Atlanta changed planes. You flew, let your wife do that shit? Flew to Phoenix. Well, because I said, you know, she said, should I just get the cheapest ticket? Which is, you know, you always get the cheapest ticket. Yeah, but that's not even the cheapest ticket. No, but she, but she didn't know. She didn't know. Like, she was like, we got to the gate at Phoenix and it said... I'm sorry. She didn't know there were two connections? Or we, we got to the gate in Atlanta and, and uh, you know, the flight to Los Angeles, and it said Phoenix, Los Angeles. And right. And we're like, wait a second. Right. And she looked. She's like, no, it's not there. It's not there. And then finally she looked. She's like, oh, no, there it is. You're right. So she didn't, she didn't realize it was a... Uh, what? Like she didn't read it when she booked it? What do you mean? I guess not. I guess what not. What do you mean? I don't understand that. I, I don't not. understand you or her. I know. You hand your life over to someone else. I know this has been a bee in your bonnet. <laughs> it really has. You. Like you have like a, I wouldn't stand for that. I know. I know, but I'm I much just more bought tickets to Florida uh, for our kids spring break. Yeah. I planned the itinerary, mm-hmm. sent it to my wife. Mm-hmm. She signed off on it. Mm-hmm. We both agreed. Mm-hmm. Then I bought the tickets. It uh, just an indication of how busy I am. That I oh, you're, we do the same things. How are you more busy than I am? Um, well, you know, Kev, I also have another television deal that I'm sure. that I'm working on. Oh, okay, sure. You know, I'm just sure. Saying. I got a few other things too, Lemmy. Okay, Kev, no, I know, Kev. I'm I know. just don't pull out the shit that you're busier than I. I am. I know you're editing the special. I know. So. I know. I know. Yeah, I know. Okay. So it's that nothing to do with you being busy. It's got something to do with you not paying attention to your life. Uh, it was me thinking that a plane trip is like the least of my worries. She, she's got that one figured out. You say that like eight hours into your flight back from... Uh, <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> okay, so you double tra- double changed planes. Yeah, I'm, I'm regretting even telling you about it, Kev. <laughs> I should have just kept mum on the subject. I just find it... Like, you are a seasoned traveler. I you know. are a guy who's traveled this country I delivering know. comedy I to America. I know. And I can't... That's a rookie, that's a rookie shit. Frankly, I think in our entire time knowing each other and our entire friendship Kevin this the plane trip has been the thing that's <laughs> really bothered is. you the most it really is shocking should I not bring it up with your wife when I see her or? you probably shouldn't okay but um, like for people who don't know like you've heard us mention it on the podcast a couple of times but then in private like with our other friends at our broken lizard meetings and other friends Kevin cannot stop talking about I this plane I cannot get past you 
doing that to yourself. Okay. So time. anyway. Okay. Uh, but the so woman on the in third leg of your flight, what happened? In the, on the uh, <laughs> the woman in front of me had a uh, on the long leg of the flight. Sure. The woman in front of me had the uh, the game. The game. Now, yeah. did you horn into her seat and stuff? Did you get up in no, there? No, but she was she was in front of me to the right. Oh, okay. And so she so, had a diagonal view. Yeah. It was actually from the, the this was from Phoenix to Los Angeles, and uh, she sat down. And so that was when kickoff happened, right. and I was able to watch the game. And then my neighbor No said, sound? No sound? Or? No sound. Okay. But this, this is like for the first 10 minutes. You know, Got we're it. still boarding the plane. The game, I'm just watching it through her... Through the crack in the seat, and, right. I've, got a, and I've got a good view. <laughs> right, 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 okay. Uh, also, Michelle Beadle was on my flight. Now, she's who, an ESPN? Is she an ESPN uh, she broadcaster or something? ESPN and um, amongst other things. Okay. And uh, I think she used to date Aaron Rodgers, uh, too. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Why isn't she at the game? I don't know. I mean, she, she got on the plane in Arizona, and like ah, I said, it was like... She must have been doing some, uh, some business there. Yeah, but then it was like right at kickoff. I, I wasn't sure why she... Why she didn't want to uh, stay in Phoenix for the game, regardless. Okay. Then my neighbor sat down, and this is, you know, we're in the first quarter. My neighbor sat down, and he whipped out a tablet. Oh, jeez. You got to get a tablet, Lemmy. And he oh, was, you have a tablet, don't you? I have a tablet. Okay. I didn't bring it. But, but he, he whipped his out, and he was a friendly guy. And, and he's like, oh, man, you, you want to watch the Super Bowl? I was like, hell yeah, I do. <laughs> and so he pulled out his tablet. Okay. Together, we got the game on the tablet because it was, uh, you know, we had to sign on to Wi-Fi right, right. Did, you, did he have, like, a splitter so you both could listen to it on earphones? So now here's what happened. Okay. And he was he had the sound. We had the sound coming through. It was good sound. Yeah. But he wanted better sound. Right. And so he said, he said you know what? I'm going to get this game on my phone, and I'll listen to it on the headphones. I was like, no, no, no. It's your, it's your tablet. Just plug in here. I can just watch nice it. What a nice guy. Watch it with the picture. What a great guy. Because he also put the tablet on my tray table because I was in the middle so my wife could watch. Shut up. What a great guy. Yeah, you wouldn't do that, Kev. I don't know. I don't know if I... I guess I didn't even think to have my tablet and to Wi-Fi the Super Bowl. I guess that's what I would do if I bought a plane ticket during the Super Bowl. Go. Yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> so he got the game on his phone Yeah. and then p- plugged the game... He listened to the, the headphones wow. from his phone and gave us control of his tablet. Oh, wow. So we had the bigger screen... For that, right. I bought him two beers. Oh, that's nice. I had four Southwest free drink coupons. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, I ordered a round of four. We all, we all had, uh, I had two beers, he had two beers, my wife had one beer. Do you know why? Because uh, she felt guilty because she booked a bad flight? Um, <laughs> no, because she, she got sick uh, after the wedding. <laughs> oh, she did? She did. The um, hair of the dog. Yeah. But the, the hair of the dog. Those beers were delicious. And, you know, I hadn't... Yeah. Uh, I hadn't uh, had any drink or bad food in a, in a month, and so sure. I, I fell off the wagon a little you bit. You let it rip, right? Yeah. So I watched the entire Super Bowl, and then okay. we landed at halftime. Okay. 45-minute halftime. Sure. Got to my car, because we, we didn't check bags. We just had carry-ons. Got to my car as the third quarter was starting. Okay. Listened to the third quarter on the radio. Okay. Got home at the start of the fourth quarter. Shut up. Popped that shit on. Good. And watched the fourth quarter. So an exciting fourth quarter. Fan- it was a fantastic game. It was. It was. I w- yeah, I wouldn't say it was fantastic. It was. A, I mean, it was a really good, exciting game. But it's bullshit. It was bullshit game. Um, which part was bullshit? The fact that the Seahawks didn't win that game. Yeah, but you know, I mean, it was unbelievably stupid bullshit. Yeah, and Pete Carroll even uh, admitted that they should have run the ball into. The yeah, easy to say it now. You get the best goal line, the toughest, most badass goal line running back. In the NFL, yeah, and you pull that shit, yeah. Oh my god, I was sitting there, and I was like, and I was the only one who care. 
because uh, I was watching it with like my kids and my wife. Then that was my your brother. wife. Not, not watched or no, for everyone the Patriots. Was, every, no, 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 no. We don't root for nobody roots for Patriots in my house. Okay, because that, that's not allowed. That's not allowed. Man. But your wife is from New England. I mean, certainly she's she, from New England, but she doesn't care. She isn't. What about the hot factor? Because your wife it has been known to root for hot athletes, like oh, Mike Mussina. Tom Brady. You mean she 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 root for Tom Brady? Yeah, I mean a lot no. of women root for the Patriots because of Tom. I Brady. guess they do. No, she doesn't. No, she she was she couldn't care less actually, and. Uh, so I'm screaming, and they don't know what I'm screaming. I'm like, they're letting the clock tick down, right? Mm-hmm. They got a timeout, 45 seconds on the clock, mm-hmm. and they throw that fucking ball. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. That was... Uh, After that amazing catch that Curse made. It was great. Then they do that shit. Yeah, believe me. It's I, a goddamn embarrassment. And, and to let the Patriots win again. Particularly when, you know, the, the Seahawks had had some impressive... I mean, their victory against the Packers was impressive. Yeah. Also, a game that you know probably the Packers gave away. Yeah, that's true too. Because you know that was, it was a similar game in the sense that like, I felt I felt like when the Packers Seahawks game, the Packers were in control for most of that game. You know. Yeah. It's the same way in this game. I felt the Seahawks were kind of in control for they a lot were, of that game. They were up by ten points, and at that point, I said, you know what, they're going to repeat. Yeah. I did too. But uh, you can't. And then amazing catch, and then ugh, just the dumbest play call I've ever seen. You know, you get too cute. You get too cute. You overthink things. That's what it is. They could have taken three shots with the toughest running back in the NFL. That's what it is. And they didn't do it. Just pound it in. They're on the two-yard line or whatever it was. Uh. Pound it in. Well, I enjoyed enjoyed watching the game. I was just disappointed in the outcome. I mean, not that I'm a Seahawks fan, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Did you want to plug something? You're a plug master. Oh, yeah. Let's plug. I I want to talk about something else, but let's plug, plug, plug. Um, Because this is the big weekend. This is the big weekend. We're going to San Francisco. Yeah. They're, uh, at, we're going to the San Francisco Sketch Fest. They're doing a salute to Broken Lizard. Mm-hmm. Isn't that nice? They're going to salute us. People are literally going to salute us. Yeah, and so uh, I've been talking to the, the folks who are uh, in charge up there, putting together the program for the show. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it's going to be really fun. Okay. And um, we're all going to uh, be up there, all five of us. Yes. 7 p.m. Saturday night, February 7th, Cobb's Comedy Club. Okay. If you want tickets, go to... Uh, www.sfsketchfest.com mm-hmm. uh, or you can follow them on Twitter they're at sketchfest or at sfsketchfest okay and uh, you come out Saturday night Cobbs it'll be fun it's it'll been be a great it's time. been a while since the five of us have been on stage together I know it'll be good I mean it's not like we're doing a song and dance but we're gonna no but we always have it's fun like a things. panel thing you know? we always have fun things we did that great. thing at the comedy store that one time that was like our favorite scenes in movies right five of us. that was a great event yeah this will be a blast and uh, I'm excited I mean, uh, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna have some beers that night. Okay. Although I tell you this, um, I, I fell off the wagon too yesterday. Did you, well, you said yeah. you were going to, and then you said you weren't going to. I was going to food wise, um, and I did. All right. But I also had a beer. Okay, one beer. I will not lie. It was a 16 ounce beer. Okay, just one. Just one. Okay, that's a, it was a heavy beer though. What like uh, like a black stout? It was, it was you know it was an IPA. It's a good thick IPA. Ah, that's nothing. I, you know it's funny because I realized that this weekend at, at my wedding. Yeah. That I went to. You went to a wedding in Miami. This, hence the plane flight. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I you know, like Friday night on the red eye, we had a couple of glasses of wine. Ooh, hello. And uh, you know to get romantic, it was, we didn't bring the kids. It was our first time away from the kids ever. Nice. You know what that calls for. Some boning. A little Mile High Club, actually. Come on. Did you get a little Mile High thing going? I didn't. I got sea level down in uh, in Florida. <laughs> um, below sea level? You know what I'm saying? You went below sea level in I Florida? Did. I did. <laughs> a couple times. 
Uh, so, but I was like, I was having that stupid feeling you get when you've been dieting for such a long yeah, time where yeah. I, I was like stressing about shit. Yeah. Like, like I had, I split a sandwich with my wife <laughs> and I was like worried about it. And then like we got to the wedding, by the time we got to the wedding on Saturday though, I was over it. Yeah. Popped back about 10 crown and ginger ale. Oh Jesus. Okay. Had some wedding cake, had a steak for dinner. Wow. Went late night to a place called El Camino and, and ate a ton of food, and then I started drinking beer, and I was like, "Ah, fuck it." <laughs> and so you came away from the weekend like what, up five. You're up five. Don't know. Don't five know. lbs. But I've lost eighteen in this in this one month. Good period. for you, man. I've lost eighteen. So holy shit, good for you. If I gain, Steve, five you back, look great. I you feel look great. great. I, you know what the other thing was is doing that to myself. I didn't feel good about it. like my body was like you know I was just like ugh. Right. Doesn't feel great. Right. Doesn't feel good even. Doing I, doing all that shit this weekend, you mean? Yeah. It's just what like, about going below sea level? That felt great. Okay. Good. Um, yeah. No. No. I uh, I was the same way. Like I I felt like I hadn't I haven't had a beer in a in a month. Yeah. And we drink beer. We we're guys who drink. We're beer guys. And uh, so I was like, you know, I grilled up some wings. Didn't mm. fry them. I grilled them. Okay. And I played wings. And my brother made a plate of nachos. Mm. Thing of nachos. Mm. And I sat down with some wings, some nachos, and then I cracked a beer. I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm going to have a beer. Yeah, it was delicious, I bet. It was delicious, and it was like a you know, high-alcohol content beer, so I felt yeah. it. Yeah, and you're a lightweight anyway. I felt it. Yeah. Guy who's been drinking beer for a month. Yeah. Guy who's selling pussies. I know, I know. That's the thing. But so I ate the shit out of those wings, and then, uh, and then uh, I ate the shit out of those nachos. And what else did you eat the shit out of, Kevin? And then my, my wife and kid made uh, peanut butter cupcakes. And did they eat the shit out of those? I ate the fuck out of those. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so peanut butter cupcakes. Uh, so you did fall off that. All right. I did. It wasn't super hard. It wasn't super hard to fall off the wagon. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like uh, days of Super Bowl parties past. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, where you're just, you don't stop eating. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I, I think it was relatively healthy, but whatever. Yeah. I, I did. I, I fell off a little bit. But here's the nice thing. We start shooting our pilot tomorrow. Yeah. We've all gotten into shape for it. We've been called pussies for the last 30 <laughs> days, and we've called ourselves pussies for the last 30 days. But, yeah. But here we are. We're ready to go. And when we're done shooting, 10 days from now, I'm going to drink the shit out of something. Yeah, we're going to have a rat party. Yeah. And go cray. And go cray cray. Yeah. Did you get a chance to watch any of the Super Bowl ads? Yeah, I saw the Super Bowl ads. Did you like some? Did you? Uh, I did. Anything I did. stand out for you? I'm trying to remember. I'll tell you what my favorite one was. Tell me. Oh, was it, uh, did it have Danny Trejo in it? No, that was a great one, though. Because that was great. Uh, that was a great one. The Snickers one? Yeah. Um, close. Okay. Uh, it was the uh, Clash of the Clans. Oh, is uh, that? Liam Neeson. Oh, I didn't see did that Did you one. see that one? No, I didn't see oh, that one. Oh, fuck. Now tell me about it. Well, it was funny because uh, my brother, Pat, and my kids were actually playing Clash of the Clans during the Super Bowl. Okay. And the ad came on, and it's, you know, it's like a... Uh, They're called, like, uh, well, I don't know. I mean, just... Uh, What's their name for that m- show? Massive online, online role-playing yeah, games. Yeah, online game or whatever. And so you pull out, and it's, uh, you know, hear his voice, and it's Liam Neeson's the guy on the other end. Okay. And he's standing, like, in a Starbucks. Yeah. And he's, like, playing, and he's talking to the guy through the phone. Yeah. And that kind of, like, taken, like, I have a very particular set of skills, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then his coffee's ready. They called out his name. Some like punk is like, um, I have a latte for Liam. <laughs> okay. Liam. Okay, I like that. It's Liam. You oh, know, I like that. Anyway, uh, uh, great. I thought that was my favorite ad of the day. All right, I remember there was one that I liked, and I said, oh, that's a good ad. And now I just can't remember what it is. I like the comedy ones. 
And my wife got kind of, she gave me some shit yesterday. She's like, well, that's because you do comedy. And I was like, no, no, the ones you remember are the comedy ones. You know what I mean? Sure, as opposed to like... Like the car commercials are so fucking sure. lame. I, I, and dog commercials drive me crazy. Dog commercials. Like everyone's talking about that Budweiser dog commercial. Yeah. Those Budweiser always has sentimental, like the dog and the horse who like knew each other when they were puppies yeah, and I now they're growing up. Shit they're like, about hey, that. Woof, I couldn't woof. care less about that. Yeah. But I, I, uh, I like the comedy ones. I thought the Mindy Kaling one was pretty good. Matt Damon. Um, like that one. I saw that one without sound. Okay. Didn't uh, don't know what the thing was, but I bet she was adorable. Wasn't okay, she? she was good. He was good. Um, okay, so Lemmy. Yeah. You know what um, holidays coming up, bro? I do. Valentine's. It's your favorite holiday. Valentine's Day. Holy shit! That's your. They used to call you Saint Valentine, didn't they? They really did. They really did. The Saint of Valentines. Because you're a lover, not a fighter, bro. That's right. Um, we've talked about uh, Valentine's Day before. You know, my, my favorite holiday is, is Halloween. Oh, I thought it was Valentine's Day. Well, you know, with my wife, every day is Valentine's Day. Oh. So that's, that's the thing. Um, you know, you shouldn't need an excuse to do something nice for your loved that's, ones. That's true. But, that's true. But it happens. You, you sometimes just need to jumpstart a little bit. I don't even use the excuse when I get it. Yeah, so like you guys... You don't do anything. Well, it was funny. Like, the other day, we were at the production office for the pilot, you know, and uh, they got a bunch of product placement, right? They got, like, yeah. uh, they got bouquets of roses. Yeah. Like, free roses. I took, a, I took some. And the uh, 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 producer walked into the room. The line producer walked into the room said, hey, guys, here's a bunch of free roses. Why don't you take some home for your wives? Yeah. And the first thing I was like, nah. Yeah, that's what I literally said. Like you had, you had no interest in just giving your wife flowers. <laughs> but now here's the thing, Kev. <laughs> you, but I did. By the way, though, he oh, said they were free, and I took them. Oh, so you, and you gave them to her? I gave them to my daughters. My wife was working, so I gave them to my daughters, and they okay. were very happy about it. That's nice. Imagine how, like, your wife, if you presented her with flowers, she would like it. I guess so. I guess she would. But you, you don't know because you haven't, you've never done it. Yeah. I don't know. She's a very pragmatic person, as am I. Sure, sure. But sometimes there is something very pragmatic about romance. Oh. Which is, you, you know. Put that in your tombstone, bro. Well, you know, listen, there's a reason why they call it making love, Kev. Oh. You literally make love. Oh, that's a good point. Okay. But, you know, it's not, I know, you know, it's like, you, you know, you're set in your ways and you've got your gruff exterior. But, like, Kevin, you can, you could treat her like a lady once in a while. No, I know. I, I do. I do. I do. Although it is, uh. The, we were talking about going to dinner on Valentine's Day, yeah. and the other day we were talking about it, you know, and then realized that <laughs> realized we were like, it's going to be such a pain in the ass to get a reservation at a place on Saturday night, Valentine's Day, Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Should we fuck it, right? Yeah, fuck it, fuck it. We'll Both of, that was the attitude. Let's just stay at home and watch a screener. <laughs> now, will you guys go out on Valentine's Day? Or? Um, I don't know because we are. Well, we te- you know actually Valentine's Day we have a tradition which we we've, we've talked about. What we do is oh, you we have crab legs or something. We get stone crab claws. Okay, delivered. Okay, um, from Joe's stone crab. Oh, it's classy. It's classy, and uh, you know we have a a bottle of wine and <clears throat> stone crab claws. Yeah, have some key lime pie for for dessert. And have you ordered them already? Or? No, no, no. Oh. I've, uh, Kevin, as I said earlier, I've I've been busy. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're not the only no, one who's yeah. been busy. Who isn't? Yeah, who isn't? 
But um, <clears throat> no, I haven't. Uh, you know, we're in pre-production for our pilot. I've right. been thinking about that. Okay. Okay. Um, but uh, you know, maybe this weekend uh, we'll order it. Sure. Um, but but she actually does the ordering of that. Okay. Um, and so you do the eating of that. I do the eating of that, <laughs> and but I also you know I, I get her every year. I buy her a couple of pairs of Victoria's Secret but Secret pajamas. Oh. For Valentine's with Day. the crotch cut out. Um, <laughs> no, I leave them intact, and then I just I just ram them out with my penis. Oh. Is, is that what you'd like me to no, say? No, no, I, I thought Victoria's Secret, that was kind of the angle, no? No, no, that's more like, like Adam and Eve uh, oh, okay. probably yeah, has okay. a crotchless. Same thing. Um, Victoria's Secret is classy. It's just got a hot of chicks. Um, right? Yeah, yeah, they're, they've got supermodels. Really, <laughs> right, you know. with crotchless panties. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, are you talking Adam and Eve now? <laughs> no, well, whatever. Victoria's whatever. Secret. No, you won't see that. Like, what's her name? Candace uh, Swainpool or something? <laughs> All right. Is that right. the supermodel's name? Sure, sure. Um, I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. I feel like Club Dread was released on Valentine's Day. Is that accurate or no? Well, let's see. Super Troopers, Club Dread... Were both February releases? Right. I felt like it was like a bring a date club red. Hmm. No, was it was that a thing or that doesn't sound incorrect? Okay. I mean, I know it was Oscar weekend. Hmm. I know it was released on Oscar weekend. Club Dread was because okay. it was it was supposed to be counter programming. <laughs> yeah, all the Oscar movies. Yeah, um, that's nice when the studio is just saying like <laughs> your movie's the opposite of an Oscar winner. Yeah, so. exactly. Hey, that's fine. Yeah, I didn't expect to win any Oscars. No. Uh, but I, I don't know. I can't remember if it was a Valentine's Day movie. But have people, you know, people people go to like their romantic, the rom com. There's always a rom com out that weekend. I expected to be nominated for an Oscar for Beer Fest. By the way, <laughs> we've talked about this. I, in the under, past. I underwent a trip. I know you shaved your head and da da da. da. Yeah. Um, so listen. So a lot of people uh, have written in questions. We 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 posed it to Twitter. Said, "Hey, send us your lady questions. Hey, ladies, send us your lady questions. We'll talk about you know." But yeah, romance, romance, and like that. why not? But it is interesting that you know it's I, like I guess it's kind of sexist. Well, that's it? the thing. It's like we, you know, it's funny because we're we're doing this pilot right now, and the note we've gotten since the beginning of time is, you know, you guys should actually like get some women to help you write for women. <laughs> and we're like, what are you talking about? But this is this is it. It's like we we always want to do an episode for the ladies, and then it's Valentine's Day. We're like, hey, why don't we just fold that one into it? Because that's. That seems like what we can talk to our female <laughs> listeners about is romance and love. But it is true in the sense that if you look at the questions the dudes send and you look at the questions the women send, they are slightly different. Like, the dudes are like, hey, do you like the anal part of the flesh light? Or do you like the whatever? You know, like those are the questions sure. the dudes. Sure. How come, uh, why, ask the women, how come they get pissed off if you poop in their uh, bed? <laughs> right. Okay. And then the ladies are, are actually more thoughtful Sure. Tell us about good dates, how you propose yeah. to your wife, right. how you, I, you meet know. your wife. Which we're happy so I don't, to talk. I don't think that's besmirching uh, the women of the world out there. But uh, no, no. But certainly there are you know non girly girls um, that, uh, and I would venture to say that even our our female f- fans are probably less girly. Sure, you, you know, well, like, I, don't know. I guess so. Well, you know, but like your higher maintenance girly girl probably isn't <laughs> going to <laughs> won't like beer fest. Isn't going to like beer fest. You True. Know, you know, she she wants to go see Love Actually on Valentine's <laughs> right. Day, not La that. Divorce. Yeah, uh, uh, pieces of April. <laughs> uh, all right, let's jump in. Should we ask a question? I'll, I'll I'll ask them some of these questions. Should I? Sure. I'll drive since you're dri- since you're driving the car. I'll drive the questions. Sure. Okay? See, let's, I, I made a list here and I circled some questions. Okay. There. Well, let's go to the uh, some of the simple kind of you know more simple straightforward question. Sarah mm-hmm. at Mock Tongue. 
Okay. Mock Tongue. Maybe that's your last name. Hey, Mock Tongue. Hey, what up, Mock Tongue? You think they call her the tongue? Sure, probably the tongue. Yo, Tongy. Yo, Tonger. Yo, Tonger. Hey, Tonger. Mock Tongue. Well, that might be, Sarah can tell us on Twitter if that's really her last name. But I, it, but it, it looked I like to, me, to think it is. I saw that question. It looked to me like it was Ma Ok Tongue. Ma Ok Tongue? I don't know. Oh, is that not it? No. Did I read it incorrectly? Okay, here's the question. Do it. How did you meet your wives? That's a nice How question. did you meet your wives? That's a nice question. Um, do you want to go first, or do you want me? To I, I don't care. Uh, well, I guess my met my wife long before you met your wife. So. Yeah. So, uh, and I don't. Again, I don't have I don't have a very elaborate answers to this, but I met my wife in college. Mm-hmm. We were both freshmen at Colgate University. Okay. And uh, we lived in the same dorm. Sure. We socialized with the same group of people. There you are. And so we met, and um, I pined after her for wait, a few years. Wait a second, though. But how did you meet? Oh, uh, I think it was like just one of those like around the world parties, you know, like the dorm parties where people had booze in every dorm room. Sure. And you'd walk around, and it's like probably the first weekend of college, yeah, here's and you just run into people. Mexico, here's the tequila room. Yeah, and they're like, what room are you in? I'm in 401. Oh, I'm in 103. I'm in 206. You okay. know, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? And so did uh, so was there a spark when you first met, or was it? No, no, no. Well, I'm, I'm sure not on her part. No, no. It was just like one of those deals where like... It's first weekend of college, freshman year, meeting fucking everybody. You mm-hmm, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sure. And so it wasn't t- until a little later that we were, you know, more friendly. Uh, later that year, you know. So it was like a, hey, how you doing? Yeah, it was more of a, hey, how you doing? Well, Everybody's you pass the drinking. tequila? Yeah. Everyone, Where the cups? Where's the beer? We're all underage, so, you know, you're trying to find beer. You're trying to find whatever. Sure. You know, you're, you're cutting jokes. You know, you're with a pack of dudes. She's with a pack of chicks. You know, that kind sure, of stuff. Sure, you know? sure. So, so you don't remember what the what the first line was? It wasn't Not like, really. hey, doll. No, hey, sweetheart. Are you from Memphis? Because you're the only 10 I see. Hello. It wasn't anything like that. Hello. Like you got to say that for the pickup lines question, let me. Um, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Uh, and then, and then, but it, uh, we were friends, and then you know I kind of pined for her for a while, but she wasn't interested mm-hmm. until senior year. Okay, and then that was when we finally got together. Okay, so you pined for three years. I well for a while. I, I wouldn't say it was you know now, pining, pining, but I mean like you know yes, well, yes, okay, yeah. Well, that was a word you chose. You're and, right. You're and, right. What, what does Kevin Hefford and pining uh, look like? You know, like sitting in a corner alone, crying at night. Yeah, looking at a picture of her. Yeah, like exactly. in a heart, exactly. a heart shaped. <laughs> you cut out. You cut it out into a heart. No, I tell you what, it takes a few years for the fat kid to uh, get the girl. You Kevin know what I'm Heffernan. saying? Kevin It's Heffernan. true. It's true. If I was, uh, you know, we, more let me ask freshman year, maybe I would have sealed Kevin, the deal then. Kevin Heffernan. But, uh, no, t- you know, uh, 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 it takes a little while. You, get, you, get, you got to get past the fat guy thing. You know what I'm saying? So you got you to gotta win her over That's with your right. charming personality. That's right. <laughs> That's right. With flowers. Tell, tell her some jokes. Here's some flowers. <laughs> yeah, here's some roses. I got them. They're free. <laughs> By the way, I got him at the office free. It was funny because, I, like, I brought home. I, I gave Soder the first crack at the roses, and, yes. he, took, and he took the red roses. Yeah, of course. Yep. So then I had the yellow roses, and like, I brought them home. I gave them to my wife, and she looked at him. She, she's like, "Oh, so we're friends now?" And uh, I was like, "Well, <laughs> I was like, is that what that means?" She's like, "Yeah, yellow roses. That's what friends is." <laughs> and I was like, I, "And I knew that. I knew that. Well, like when I was picking." Did them. you know that? I knew there was something about yellow roses, which is why yep. I didn't pick them. And, and then I thought it was, "Oh, maybe maybe my wife has said she doesn't like yellow roses in the past." Red roses is love. Yellow okay. roses is friendship. I I picked the orange roses. That uh, is, oh, that uh, is. Citrus. <laughs> <The> citrus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, not o- orange, you gonna give me some roses? Yeah. Oh, I like that. Orange, <laughs> you gonna go on a date with me? 
See, that's, and then the, you, kind of, that's and the kind of line you use with Sukkot. That's right, that's but right. And then there were pink, or somebody had pink, or whatever. Um, yeah. So anyway, okay, so uh, so I met my wife in college. Pink, pink is beauty, I believe, or white is oh, beauty. Is you beautiful? Yeah. White is your pure. Oh, pure? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so I met my wife at Colgate University. Yeah. And... Uh, and uh, we didn't really start dating till till senior year, and then um, she went o- abroad for a few years after college, or a year after college, and then she came back, and then we dated seriously for for many years. Yeah, and then got married. Okay, boom! Not that exciting, say. Um, We've well, been together for a long time. Well, I'll, I'll just I'll amend what you said. It's not that exciting the way you tell it. <laughs> you think she would tell an excited version of it? I don't know that she would tell an excited I, version. You of know, it. it's like one of these uh, Twitter questions was, "Let's have your wives on the show. We'd like right. to hear their side of the story," which I actually think is a great idea. We should, we should, we should, uh, we should have our wives on the thing. Yeah. Um, so we'll 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 put a pin in it until she can tell her side of the story. Yeah, okay. yeah. Because well, I bet she's got. She probably has a memory of it too. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's any more. Uh, uh, you know. Yeah, but I could pepper her crazy with some great romantic. questions. I'm sure you could. I'm sure you could. I'm sure you could. <laughs> um, All right, now tell what's your. How did you meet your wife? Uh, okay, you were saying you, you met your wife in college. I yeah. met my wife at a college. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. We were that. You know, there was a period of time where a lot of schools were um, uh, hiring us, paying us, paying to us, make to, appearances to host beer fest events. Right. Okay. And so uh, Stolhansky and I were doing, uh, we did a little Florida stretch there. Right. So I th- Wasn't there a thing where you guys flew in a helicopter or something yeah, like that? Yeah, that was this. Okay, okay. <clears throat> that okay. was this. So we, uh, oh yeah, I mean, it was great. It was like this. So but it was, this, like a, it was like a man-made helicopter, like in a, someone's backyard or something. No, no, no. It, like, uh, it was, but it was one of those little bubble <laughs> helicopters. Okay. Where okay. you're just surrounded by it. You're I'm sorry, a, go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting the story. You're go. in a fishbowl with a propeller on it. <laughs> right, right. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so we... Uh, Stolhansky and I, you know, it was like I think it was uh, it was UF. That's where that's Gators, and okay. then the Seminoles is that uh, FSU, mm-hmm. and then uh, there was something else. But we were we were in Jacksonville, Tallahassee, and uh, and and um, Gainesville. Okay, that's uh, that's where. The, the and that's G- a little tour that you made, and you were getting paid some bucks to host beer fests. Yeah, and so yeah, so okay. the day we were going to Gainesville, like they picked us up. I think in in Jacksonville, we flew from helicopter. We flew, okay. Flew a helicopter, which was, which was cool. Okay. And then the we did we we uh, got to be judges of a Hawaiian Tropic bikini contest. <laughs> you seem to hedge your your story on that a little bit. I'm just not you sure. You were how judges relevant. of a bikini contest. It actually is relevant. It, it actually is totally is relevant. relevant. Okay. Um. So we were yeah we were the judges of of a um, of that contest. Sounds like a hard job. And that was just a uh, <laughs> that was just an extra. Now let me get it straight. Now someone paid you. To be a judge of a college bikini contest. Is that what you're saying? Yes, although it was Hawaiian <laughs> Tropic. So okay. um, a number of, uh, and I know this for, for a fact, a number of the girls were um, in graduate school and not just college. Okay, good. Um, but anyway, so then we hosted the Beer Fest. And um, all of the, so we hosted the Beer Fest and then there was like a VIP area where we where we would be. And <laughs> Behind the velvet rope. The, the guest list was... Me and Stolhansky and all the girls from the Hawaiian <laughs> Tropic contest, <laughs> and the organizers of the uh, okay. of the festival. Okay, I'm excited to see how we get to your wife. Okay, go. Well, <laughs> my wife was uh, friends with all those girls. Okay, and uh, so she, she she did not participate in the contest. Why? Uh, she didn't want to. 
Okay. She, uh, my, my wife has actually, she's been in two, she was in two Hooters bikini contests. <laughs> okay. And do you know what her record is? 2-0. 2-0. Oh. Oh. Let me ask this question. Yeah. If she was in that bikini contest. 3-0. Oh. She would have won? Oh, she would have won yeah. it? Oh, hell yeah. Okay. And would, she, and would the circumstances have been the same where she would have ended up your wife? No. I or was the fact that she wasn't in that contest integral to the story? So she, the way she, you know, she tells me, she was, she'd broken up with her boyfriend like a couple months earlier. They broke okay. up on Valentine's Day. Oh, okay. And this was April 15th. It was tax day. Okay. And so she just hadn't gone out in a long time. She'd been studying. And, and I guess her girlfriends were like, come on out. Come on out. We're going to this thing. And she, so she was at the beer fest event, okay, but didn't come hang out with her. Like she was invited with by her friends. And she was in graduate school. She was in graduate in school. in Gainesville. Okay, yeah, and uh, but she didn't come to the VIP area. I guess she was like, she didn't really know that that existed. Yeah, but she was like, "Fuck that! I'm the VIP." Yeah, the VIP is where I am. That's right. I got okay. the velvet rope around me. Okay. okay, but she did say that she saw beer fest playing on some of the TV sets, and she was like, "Huh, that's weird." I like that movie, Beer Fest. They never have anything cool going on. <laughs> what that about? And she saw the Beer Fest <laughs> event happening. Okay. But still, we did not meet, nor did I see her. Okay. Um, but so then there was an after party. Mm-hmm. And when I was walking up, what I could see was only the lower half of a girl. Okay. She was laying down uh, in the street. Okay. And her top half was obscured by a, by a parked vehicle. <laughs> on top of her. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ding dong, the witch is dead. And so, but she was doing like butt raises. Okay. In heels. So she was wearing tight jeans and heels and she was showing her girlfriends how to get a magnificent behind. Okay. Okay. And so I just walked by and I said, what kind of an exercise is that? Okay. But I kept walking. Right. Unintentionally. I was just throwing it out there. But I guess what I did, what I did, the move is known as rolling off. Okay. She later educated you to that. Um, you rolled off. Yeah. like what, She actually wasn't the one who told me that. It was that show, The Pickup Artist, that was on VH1. <laughs> okay. okay. That we used to watch all the time, which was hilarious. Okay. Um, but the roll off is like, you know, you go, you make your presence known, and then you roll off to make it seem like, you know, you got better things to do. Okay. Um, I wasn't intending to do that. It was an unintentional roll-off. Sure. I just I said my places, piece. You had somewhere to go. I was going to the party upstairs, That's the after right. party. That's right. And so I walked past, and I remember I looked back at her, and she, like, got up on her knees to see who had dared to holler at her. Okay. Okay. And I remember seeing her. I was like, oh, damn. That okay. girl's beautiful. Right. Right. And then there was, like, it was like a big warehouse elevator, and she got in the elevator, and I guess... And she looked at me. We were on opposite corners of the elevator, and she looked at me and gave me the eyes. You know, where you point at your own eyes and then to the other person's sure. eyes. And says, okay. like, which was... The I'm, Uma Thurman Travolta. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at you. Right. <laughs> right. And... Did she know who you were? She, it turns out she did. Okay. But sh- what she said was, like, she, she knew she knew me. Mm-hmm. She recognized me somehow. Yeah. And in the elevator... She recognized me, and so like there was a, some dispute over what she was doing. Like when she gave me the finger, like I'm I'm looking at you. Like yeah. to me, that was, I think you're cute. I'm reserving you for the evening. That's what I thought. <laughs> okay, she that, was giving me that was, was your interpretation. Was that like I'm flirting with you? Yeah. I'm looking at you. Right. Whereas what she was saying was that she was saying I know who you are. I recognize you. Okay, I thought you were saying you you the bitch who rolled off on me. Yeah, well, that's you the bitch who hollered and rolled off on me. That's what I thought she was saying. Okay, 
But so what she was saying, and I was like, you know, what you essentially did was give me the green light to talk to you because right. like you were saying like me and you. Right. I got eyes for you. Right. Um, but then like she, I went to the floor of the party and I guess she and her girlfriend thought the party was on a different floor. So they went up one flight. Yeah. But it was one of those places with like a, you know, a courtyard and the, you know, a wraparound terrace looking down at the courtyard. So like I was walking to the party and I could see her and her girlfriend's one flight up on the terrace uh-huh. walking. And she was looking down at me, and she waved at me, and I waved at her. And she didn't do the eye thing again that time. No, but okay. she waved. Okay. And uh, but then I was like, I've got to talk to that girl. I've got to meet that girl. Right. Anyway, so that's uh, so I did. Finally, like she hadn't come into my party. I was like, I'm I'm, I'm going to go upstairs and find that party. I'm going to find that girl. And I went out. I left the party. And it's she, like Cinderella. And she was out in the courtyard. She was drunk dialing her parents. And, uh, what do you mean drunk dialing your parents? I guess that's what she used to do. Like, like get drunk, call your parents up? She would call her, her parents, yeah. That's the last person I called. I know, me too. But like that well, was what would she say to him? Uh, Hang you know, up on him? What up, motherfuckers? What's up, bitches? <laughs> yeah. Got my, got my drink on? I'm cool. I, I'm drinking my purple drizank. <laughs> um, and uh, she... Anyway, so I went up to try to talk to her, and she gave me the hand. What? Because she was on the phone. Yeah, she gave me the hand and she held up her index finger to say, like, you know, in a second, bitch. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. Like, that was a 180 from, uh, you know, what we had going before. Right. And, uh, but anyway, so then she finally came into the party and she and I started talking and we hit it off. Yeah. And um, we exchanged pleasantries. Okay. That night. Mm-hmm. And um, I got her phone number. Okay. What do what what pleasantries mean? Um, you know, we like, just talked a little. We talked with okay. with our parts. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. And um, but I, it was funny because then, like, I in the morning, I like I was smitten. Okay, I really liked her. So it wasn't one of these deals, like you know. I mean, so you're 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 leaving that event and you're leaving Florida. And it's not like, ah, that's just a chick I hooked up with. You thought that maybe something might... I didn't know what it was, but I was right. like, that's the most beautiful girl right. uh, I've ever been with. Right. And like, and it was one of those things where, you know, it's like, you, you know, one of those um, magical nights where, like, we sure. stayed up until, like, 9, 10 in the morning. Right. And Where's Postal Hanskin? He morning? was in another hotel room. They put <laughs> us up in, in different hotel rooms. Although okay. there, was, there was something funny about it, because then, like, you know, first I tried to... I was like, can I... I'd like to see you again. Can I have your phone number? And she like rolled her eyes at me because she thought she she said she's like I thought you were an actor like you were just y- using a line. I want right. you to know you didn't have to call me. Right. And she rolled her eyes and she came back. She gave me her number. And she said, "And you you can call me." Mm-hmm. She's like, well, "Texting is better, but you can text me, but I'm not going to text you back." <laughs> and I was like, "What?" I was like, uh, "Why not?" She's like, "Like, what's the point?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, you know, in case in case I want to talk to you or something." Yeah. She's like, "Fine." And then she got up again and went to the, the door and I was like, what, can I have a kiss? Goodbye. And she rolled her eyes again. Right. And came back and gave me a kiss. And I was like, fuck. And then she walked out and I was like, oh, man. And then... It's and then, hard to get, bro. Yeah. And then a couple minutes later, they called us and they said the uh, there there was an an air show going on, like a Blue Angels type thing. Okay. At the airport. Okay. And we weren't going to be able to fly out of there with a helicopter so we could drive. Uh-huh. To Jacksonville, but that was going to be like a, a ninety-minute drive, and potentially we were going to miss our our plane. Okay. And they said, "Do you want to? Should we get you a, a later flight tonight, or do you just want to fly out in the morning?" I said, "We'll fly out in the morning." Yeah. And in s- your mind, because you're like, "I'm gonna meet that girl again." And so then I, okay. you know, I I, uh, 
I texted her and was right. like, see, here I am. And I was like, guess what? Mm-hmm. And I said, you want to go out to dinner? She said, yeah, uh, yeah, let's go out to dinner, but no hanky-panky. Okay. Which I didn't understand. Because you were already hanky-panky? Well, I was like, yeah, we got the hanky-panky. Like, why would she say something like that to me? I was like, did I not do a good job? <laughs> and I turned into a total bitch. I was, I went to Stolhansky's room. I was like, what does it mean if, they if she <laughs> said that whole, like, wouldn't you expect to, you know? Did you but, go buy a new outfit for that night, or? Did I? Yeah, I go out to the store and get a new outfit. I, I think I used one from a previous night. <laughs> okay. But, uh. I need a new outfit. But we went out and, and, uh, and it was great. You know, like she and I went out for some snow crab legs. Okay. Oh, that's hence the tradition. Yeah. And she, but not, 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 not stone crab, but snow crab. Oh, got it. Okay. Sorry. And I thought it was very sexy. She was, you know, digging in with her hands. I was like, hey, that's, that's hot. <laughs> like, you know, first date. You know? Right. And, uh, we went to a bar and it was last call and she ordered four pints. Like, so, you know, she doubled up on the, on the order. I was like, hey, that's cool too. Uh huh. And we had a good time. Sure enough, no hanky panky. We had a nice kiss, good night. But because uh, she had to give a presentation for her graduate, uh, I see. So that was the reason day. for no hanky panky. Yeah, but she you were like, hoping for some hanky panky. I was. But she was like, if we do hanky panky tonight, you know, we're gonna stay up all night long again, and you know, I can't do that. Right. And I was like, how about one hanky panky? <laughs> how about a hank? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or a pank. Or a spank. How about a pank? Just a pank. One pank. Um. So anyway, so that's how we met, and then uh, we kept in contact. Wow. Okay, so let's go to the to another question then, because this will this will be a, a, for both of us here. Yeah, uh, Bernadette Bank or Bernadette Banky. Okay, at Burn Banky, like that. Said, how did you propose to your wives? Okay, hashtag for the ladies. Okay, okay. Do you want to? No, go why don't you just keep going? Why don't you just uh, so then. Keep um, rolling on that. So, uh, you know, she and I, conti- we did long distance. She was in graduate school, and the way it worked with her rotations was she'd go four months of a certain unit. Right. And then she Pharmacology, would, right? Pharma- she was a pharmacist, yeah. yeah. And okay. then she would come out. Then she'd have a week off right. between the, the rotations. Right. So she'd come out uh, for uh, experimentation with a different kind of unit, if you know what I'm talking hello, about. Hello, hello. Um, but, um, so then... On our two-year anniversary, and, you yeah. know, and, I, and I really, you know, it's like I, like I fell in love with her immediately. Yeah. And so uh, then I want, uh, like, I, you know, I want to take it to the next level. And she had made it very clear that the way she was brought up was was she would never move anywhere. She would never even move in with a guy unless he had proposed, unless she was engaged. Whoa. Okay. But so on our two-year anniversary, um, she came out. Yeah. And I was I was planning on proposing to her at Mammoth Mountain. Because we were snowboarding you guys, together. Okay, a little, little snowboard, a little ski, ski bunny proposal. Yeah, and there was uh, there was a particular v- a view that I really liked. Okay, and uh, I thought about proposing to her on the mountain, but that yeah. was on April sixteenth, and oh. she, she'd come out on April fifteenth, our anniversary. Right. And I had purchased a, a ring for her. Hello. And uh, so you know we were in bed, and I was uh, we had just hanky panky. We had panked. We pankied. And. Uh, <laughs> And then I was, uh, like, my heart started beating fast. I was like, should I just do this now? Right. And so I I, uh, I, I got the ring, mm-hmm. and um, I got out of bed. I was naked. Oh, God. Okay. And I proposed to her at the side of the bed. Did you get down on one knee? I got down on one knee. Okay. And uh, I, I handed her the box, and she didn't understand. She was like, oh, what's this? Mm-hmm. And then she opened it and saw it, and I remember she went, she went oh, Stevie, Stevie. <laughs> and then I said, you know, uh, Tiffany, will you marry me? Right. And it was like a hilarious, fuck, like, reflex. She slapped me across the face. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean she slapped you across the face? It was like, it was like uh, you know, it's like, 
you know, if you ever came upon Billy the Kid while he was asleep and just tapped him, he might whip his gun in your face. <laughs> right, right. So he just, she was so embarrassed. She just slapped me across the face. Right. And then I didn't know what to do. And she said, yes, I'll marry you. <laughs> okay. okay. You, but you're like, well, what about the slap? Yeah, but what's that all about? The slap was weird. Yeah, we still talk about it that. And she's like, I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> I couldn't. I was so verklempt. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. So that's uh, that's how I posed her. Okay. But now, uh, and I don't know you know, if I'm going to set you up for anything, but, but the week before I did uh, call her dad and... and uh, and let him know what I was going to do. Oh, you and, did? And ask for his blessing. And what did he say? He said, uh, he said, oh, she's going to be bowled over. <laughs> um, because, I, you know, she had said, she had told her family she thought I was going to be, and she told me actually just the other day, that she thought I was going to be single forever, that I'd never want to get married to anybody. Right, right. And she was just trying to, she was just going to see. along with the ride. Yeah. Right. Yeah. God, okay, great. Yeah. Good, okay. Um, for mine, mine wasn't, uh, I didn't, I never got permission. I never did that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That, only cause like I, I felt like, um, she would get mad at me if I did something like that. If I asked her father. Go behind her back. Well, as if she's a piece of property. Sure. Like I could see her get, getting maybe a little bit like, you know, whatever. But you know, she might've liked the traditional thing, but I, in my mind I was like, she probably didn't. This is not necessary to her, or maybe make make her feel uncomfortable. Whatever it is, and so um, actually, I uh, well, we had been dating for a long time. We've been living together for a while at that point. Like we've been going out probably like nine years at that point, or eight years. Yeah, and it got to the point where she was like, you know, what the, f-, you know, sure. When's this happening? A commitment phobia. Phobe. Yeah. When's this going? Phobe. Uh, well, I, I guess it wasn't a commitment fault because I knew I was with her for that long. It was just a matter of like uh, getting my shit together. Right. I mean, you know, we when I proposed to her, we were very much in flux. I think we had just shot Super Troopers, or we were, or we were about to shoot Super Troopers, or yeah, we were shooting Super Troopers that year, and I, and so our careers were all fucking weird, and so I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I mean, or when it was going to happen. But then I decided, you know, it was time, and so um. I uh I got the ring. My my parents, my mom's close friend is like a she has kind of like a jewelry business or at least she's like very much like she she likes to do that kind of thing. Yeah. Like she loves to be the first one to know. Okay. Uh amongst all these kids, you know, who's getting married cuz she goes and gets the ring for you. Yeah. Like she goes down to the Diamond District, mm-hmm. you know, like 47th Street to haggle. Yeah, to haggle. Yeah. And she goes and get it. And so I, I talked to my mom, and I was like, I'm going to do this. Let's get that ring. Mm. And, she, you know, so I talked to her friend, and she went and bought the, uh, you know, we talked about a, a price range, and then she went and got it. And then I went and met her to get the ring. And I remember clearly it was like I met her in, like, the doorway of some, like, a like closed building Ooh. at 47th Street. It was like a drug deal. Yeah. Because she, because it was a very expensive, you know, it was not a very expensive ring, I said, but it, 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 it's more expensive than like handing someone like a, a bag of chips or something. You know what I'm saying? It, it can be more expensive <laughs> right. than that. Yes. So like, uh, it wasn't a super expensive ring. I didn't have much money, but anyway, so we, I met her in like the doorway of some place on like 47th, sixth. She pulled the ring out, showed it to me, handed it off to me, and then I put it in my pocket, got in the subway, and went back home. Okay, and did she say, like, she's a very lucky woman or, like, uh, good did, luck? Yeah, well, I mean, she was proud. She liked the ring. It was very, it was simple yet elegant, and she liked it, and she, you know, whatever. Yeah. It was good. And so um, it was uh, Christmas Eve. Or was it Christmas night? 
I can't remember. It was either Christmas Eve or Christmas night. I think it was Christmas night. Okay. And um, her parents had come down to New York City. They were staying at a hotel. And uh, my we, the whole thing was I was going to propose, and then we would ha- we would all go out the next day for like brunch or something like that. But anyway, so uh, uh, we made a vow though that we wouldn't exchange Christmas presents. Okay, like because you know she was in uh, she was in her residency, busy, and we were doing our thing. I was like, you know what? We don't just have the money. We don't necessarily let's just not. We'll give Christmas presents to our family, but not to each other. Let's just not do it. Right. And I was like, okay. And so uh, 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 it was Christmas Eve. It was in the apartment, 96th Street, and I pulled out the box. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. And I was like, I was, what? she said, we said no fucking presents. What the fuck? Oh, man. She's like, fuck you. Oh, and I'm like, uh, like my wife. And I'm like, uh, yeah, da, da. and then I got down to the knee, and then I gave her the, uh, you know, will you marry me? I gave her the ring. Yeah. And then she was like, she was definitely surprised, and she was like, but still kind of had that residual fuck you, sure. we weren't supposed to get gifts thing. She slapped you across the but face. But this is a different gift. This is a different kind of gift. I didn't get a slap in the face, but it was a very yeah. similar. But this actually is not a gift. Yeah. This is a very similar reaction. And so um, and so she, she got the ring, and then uh, uh, the next day, <laughs> her father approached me like we were gonna have brunch my parents were driving to the city her father come over to the apartment and we had a we had a moment alone her father and i and uh he he i think he was probably a little upset that i didn't go it's his only daughter and you know i didn't go through the traditional channels of asking for her hand he was probably a little upset about that practice what he was going to say to you exactly all his life probably when he gives his daughter away years he'd been and this. I get it because I have daughters now too, and I'm sure like I'd be happy to get that question, but I never did it, and I think he was a little upset about it. But he was a good guy, and he didn't want to you know, present that. And he's like, I remember we, we had a balcony. We we're standing on the balcony, and because uh, my parents were coming to town, they couldn't find the place, and so I was trying to give them directions or whatever. So I stood on the balcony, and he came out, and he said, "Kevin, uh, uh, I know we didn't talk about this beforehand, but I just want you to know." That I'm very proud, and then I and bring bring my fucking cell phone goes off, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I look at it, and it's my parents, and they're lost. So I I stopped him right in the middle of his oh boy moment oh boy, <laughs> and then got on the phone and started directing my parents to the building, and he never got an opportunity to finish that conversation. So it's still a loose end. It's not a loose end. I mean, I I think like. I didn't give him the opportunity uh, of me asking, and then when he brought it up, it got <laughs> it got stopped, and so I think he never had the opportunity to say his piece, probably to this day. And I think I've said it to him. I was like, you know, the one thing I am sorry about. Oh, you have. Is I think I've said this to him is that you know I probably was wrong that I didn't do it. Here's the reason why: your wife is an independent woman, and mm-hmm. she probably blah blah blah. And uh, so we've we've discussed it, but yeah, I think I think he he missed that opportunity. Sure, sure. Although it's not like saying like, um, do I have permission to marry your daughter? <laughs> as though it's you know it's up to him. It's it's more of like I'm going to propose to your daughter. Right, I right. Would love love your blessing. Right. I guess that's what it is. Yes. I mean, in my mind at the time, I was like. She's not going to go. For, I mean, she doesn't. You know, it's also more of an she old. She makes her own. It is. Very, it's a you know a dowry thing. It's like an old fashioned uh, whatever. And I get it now. I mean, I you know I should have done it, and I didn't do it. And I feel bad that I didn't do it. And we we've talked about it. So. 
Okay. Halfway. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. Okay. 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 All right. So that's the how did you propose to your wives question. Yeah. Here, I've got one here. Yeah. This is from Kevin Carlo. This is an easy one. Okay. Best Valentine's Day movie, The Lady Will Love and the Guy Won't Fall into a Rom-Com-Induced Coma While Watching. <laughs> okay. Princess Bride. Oh, okay. Great. Princess Bride is, uh, that one is, you can, that's foolproof, fail-proof. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I've, you know, that used to be my go-to. I guess, I, I don't know if that's a traditional rom-com, though. No, but right. it's it more of a fairy tale. It's fairy tale, but it's yeah. still romantic, and it's a comedy. True, and it's a true. It's a great movie. It's a, I love that movie. I mean, it's all for all ages. You know, it's like I like it. My kids like that movie. My wife likes it. Everybody likes that movie. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking great movie. Adults like it. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say, um, um, actually, love directed actually? by the same person. Uh, okay, so when Harry met Sally. Yeah. Okay. I was always a big when Harry met Sally fan. Yeah, you know, I I went and saw that movie when it first came out in the theater with Chandra Sekar. Okay, oh, the two of you on a <laughs> yeah. little Valentine's yeah. Day date. Chandra Sekar and I caught a rom com together. Yeah, that's cool. I remember going to see it with him, and uh, God damn it, I loved that Meg Ryan at that time. Oh yeah, she, loved her. She was special. She's from Connecticut, yeah, like me. Yeah, and uh, uh, and you know Billy Crystal's funny, and the cast. You know, it was a Rob Reiner movie. It had all those elements. Bruno Kirby. Bruno Kirby. It had you know some good dude elements, and then it was a good. It had the famous orgasm uh, in the, the famous orgasm scene. But I was always uh, I was always a fan of that movie. Okay. When Harry Met Sally, that's what I would go with. So that's a good one. I mean, you, you know, like are there are there today ones? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's like the like I was baby like, makers. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's kind beer of a fest. Beer fest. With dude, a lot of dude jokes in it. <laughs> I always thought I always thought Braveheart was an interesting one because it's like, not a rom com. It's though. not a rom com, but like, <laughs> like women love Braveheart because it's a love story, right? And it's a really it's it's a dude who is extracting revenge for it is. But I think like he certainly has been sullied. Um, oh, unfortunately, now, now he yeah. has. Yeah. Unfortunately, and then you know, and, for him. And frankly, like, my wife loves Braveheart. Like we watched, I, I yeah. showed her Braveheart. For the you don't not time. watch Braveheart when you come across it. No, no. You know what I mean? But like we, we rented it or we or we downloaded it, and I showed it to her. She'd never seen it before, and she loved it. Right. But she's always like, although, why he have to had, uh, <laughs> why he have to had uh, slept with the French queen? Well, why wouldn't you? She's hot. Well, and that's the thing. So she saved his life. Mo- what's her name? Moreau. Marceau. 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 Right, uh, that, but that was that was a great line in that movie. When why he, he have to? Because he has to make the next king, and that's why. And and, and he, he says uh, he says I don't understand. Uh, you've you've helped me now twice. I don't understand why. And she says because of the way you are looking at me right now. <laughs> he also has, he also has uh, you know the best line when when he tells her about what happened to his, his wife. He says that they killed her to get to me. I've never spoken of it before. I don't know why I tell you now, except I see her strength in your eyes. <laughs> and I, when I hear that, I'm like, oh, brother, now that's a good pickup line. Oh, man, that's a great I line. I see her strength in your eyes. You just, because you'd melt. Oh, my God, cause me to melt my and knees. Goes, sugar tits. Hey, sugar tits. <laughs> <laughs> that would turn it, though. Sugar tits. Sugar tits. Yeah, that was probably in one of the outtakes. Yeah, I know. That's I'm where sure. I learned it, sugar tits. I'm sure that's one of their like you know in the, in the when you make the movies and uh, you have a little funny uh, outtake that you're intentionally trying to ruin the the take. Um, I have I have there's some good questions here. I don't I don't have uh, answers for some of them. But, but you know what? You I, do. I, actually, I was thinking about um, 
another romantic proposition that neither of us uh, was involved in, but it was about uh, a friend of ours um, who, when he proposed to his wife, yeah, very close friend of ours, when he proposed to his wife, this is probably the most romantic proposal I've ever heard. Okay. Which was, and you'll, and you'll know who it was when I tell you, what he had done is he, he and his wife, he took his wife to Sheep's Meadow. Okay, right, sure. And he was going to propose to her. I was a part of that. You were a part of that. Um, I don't think I was. I was there. Okay, so, but what he had done was, in advance, his best man had gone and told everybody in Sheep's Meadow mm-hmm. what was going to happen. And given I was one of, on that team, me, Stolhansky, and the best man. I, we, I was one of the guys who went around and told everybody. Okay, so there you go. So, I was there. And so were you handing out... Uh, so Yep. Handing out little bottles of champagne and, yep. and, and champagne glasses, mm-hmm. and said, "Okay, the you know the, the guy's going to come with like a radio with a balloon tied to it." Right. And the Chiefs Meadow is a gigantic, essentially park in Central Park. It's yeah, like a big a, field. Yeah. Field. And on the weekends, it's packed with fucking people because it's you know, yeah. that's where you go hang out in the grass. Yeah. In the summertime, yeah. everybody's yeah. there playing frisbee and, and all that. And so, and it was going to be when he gave a signal, it meant that he was about to propose to her. Mm-hmm. And. So, and then what would happen is, and what did happen was, is he got down on his knee, and then everybody in Sheep's Meadow suddenly got up, and we're talking like 500 people? Yeah. Got up and went over to them, and, you know, I say surrounded, that's probably not the right word, yeah. but like, but raised came, a glass, came to witness, yeah. and uh, and he proposed to her. Yeah. And she said yes, and then everybody who had been given the champagne, they popped their corks, and everyone cool. drank champagne. I mean, that's a, that's a great... Totally great proposal totally great beautiful i great. wish i was proposed to like that sure sure i wish i was proposed to <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a great one um okay mariah hakimian hakimian okay mariah hakimian yeah she had a couple good questions ma edgerly okay. at ma edgerly yeah uh who is the scariest woman you've ever met Who's the scariest? Then she says, P.S. Treadmills blow, drink a damn beer. <laughs> okay. Good for you, Mariah Hakamian. Oh, yeah. See, I actually have a chunk here. One, two, three, four, five. She's got a bunch of good ones. Christmas in Who's the scariest woman you ever met? I'm trying to think I who two, I'm scared I have, of. I have two right off the bat. I remember there was a woman named Madame Domecq. <laughs> okay. Which I think what, you've told the story, right? I might have. When we, I was seven, we went to France. Right. Yes. Yes. And, and, and uh, you, you played a pinball machine or something like that. Uh, pinball machine with right. Monsieur. And then this right. was the woman who... She was the land. She was the woman who my mom boarded with. She boarded in her house, right, Madame de Mac. But now she she had balls palsy, uh, bells, bells palsy, balls palsy. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, had, that's a good spoonerism. I, I know all the tweets are going to fucking come out. She's got balls palsy. She had bells palsy, <laughs> and so her left or one of her uh, her upper lip was snarled. Okay, and I couldn't even look at her. And okay, so, like we went and I met her, and I was scared of her, and then we were going to go back to have dinner at her house, and my dad had to bribe me with a. Uh, with toy cars and chocolate to go. <laughs> right, right. That was, for me, a scary one. But then there was also Miss Miss Weems. Have I told you about Miss Weems? I don't think so. Who's Miss Weems? My second grade, also my second grade uh, math teacher. Okay. And so, you know, it was, uh, at my school, we had the floor up on like the eighth or ninth floor. Yeah. And we had your homeroom. And then this is the beginning, like you'd have a, cla- a math class. You'd go across the hall to that classroom. Right. And so I had my composition book. And so one day she said, okay, everyone take out your your composition book so we can go over the homework and I looked for mine I didn't have it I was really scared of she was really mean and so I said uh, oh you know what I, I forgot I forgot it in the in my cubby right and she said oh okay uh, just you know bring it tomorrow and I said okay next day 
We're back in the classroom again. I, I had no idea where this thing was. Next day, she said, okay, everyone pull out your composition books. We're going to go over the homework. And uh, I didn't have one. She said, Stephen, where is yours? I said, oh, you know what? I, uh, I left it in the cubby. And she said, well, why don't you go get it? And so I, I, I got <laughs> up and I left the classroom. And I went to my classroom. And I was like, I have no idea where this thing is. Right. I was so scared, though. Then I just came back in. And I said, oh, you know what? Miss, uh, Miss Rosenbaum. Um, oh, I was third grade. Sorry. Okay. I said, Miss Rosenbaum, uh, there's a class in there. She wouldn't let me in. She's like, Miss Rosenbaum wouldn't let you in the class to get your, copy, or your composition book. I said, no. She said, okay. Uh, just remember it tomorrow. <laughs> and so then the next day I showed up at the class again. She said, All right, everyone pull out your composition books. I didn't have mine. She said, Stephen, where's yours? And I said, I left it in my cubby again. She said, I'll tell you what. Go to the classroom, and if Miss Rosenbaum tells you you can't get it, uh, tell her Miss Weems says it's okay. <laughs> right. And I said, all right. So I left the classroom. I went. I just waited outside the classroom. And then I turned around to go back to my math class, and Miss Weems was standing there. Oh, God. With my composition book in her hand. Oh. She'd had it the whole time. That's mean. It's fucking mean. That's mean. She, I, was, I was eight. I mean, I could see her, you know, standing there making sure you go try to get it, but to have it the whole time? She, she entrapped me. She knew, she, she had it the whole fucking time, and right. she was making me, she knew I was lying, and I was like, I was scared. Yeah, but you're like, how old are you? You're like eight. eight years old. What the fuck? Yeah. So she had it there, and she said, don't you ever lie to me again. Oh, my God. That's the, that was the scariest woman. That's bullshit. Yeah. Miss Weems. Miss Weems. I, I was always, um, I, I remember being very frightened of the uh, Wicked Witch of the West. She was scary. Yeah, dude, the Wizard of Oz. Like when she fucking laughed, I was like, scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Oh yeah, her nose. I honest, I couldn't look at her. Yeah, I had to turn my head away. Yeah, she her nose was scary. Me. Yeah, that's it's a good call. It's a definition of a witch. That was a witch. <laughs> she, she scared the shit out of me. She was witchy as fuck. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's super witchy. Holy, she had the green oh. nose, the big chin. Terrible. Terrible. Um, yeah. Okay. So she was scary. Okay. Here's one, Kevin. Yeah. This, uh, you know, let's let's do a little uh, Mariah Hakimian uh, power. Uh, okay, what here. what do you got? She says, "What's your favorite girly drink?" Oh, girly drink. I guess that you know that's a sexist question, isn't it? I mean, well, it's in quotes anyway. I guess, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, as as if uh, as if uh, uh, like a wimpy drink or something. I'll tell I, I will tell this story. Um, uh, remember, we went to the Jack Daniels Distillery. Yeah. We had the Jack Daniels Distillery, and it was great. We we went with our friend Mike Roos, uh, who played for the Titans, and uh, he got us a special like behind the scenes kind of thing. Yeah. And then we sat down with the master taster, the master taster, who's a very cool dude. Mm. And uh, and the thing about it is, it's a dry county, which is weird where the where the distillery is, and so you're not allowed to drink. But this guy took us back in one of the back rooms and let yeah. us drink. And so we taste tested. He pulled out like four different kinds of Jack Daniels. And uh, we did a little taste test, you know, and he didn't tell us which is which. And uh, and then when we were done. He asked us which one we thought was the best. And I selected a particular one. Yeah. And it ended up being uh, Gentleman Jack. Yeah. Which is the softer Jack Daniels. Was it Gentleman Jack? It was Gentleman Jack. I thought it was Jack. like that, like Honey Jack. No, no, no. They didn't have that then. Okay. They didn't have that then. <laughs> okay. It was Gentleman Jack, which is, you know. It's the smoother, softer Jack. It's still tough, by the way. It kind of is tough. But I said, you know, I was like... And I looked at him, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like he's gonna think I'm a pussy. And I'm like, "Is this the Jack Daniels that women pick?" Yeah, you know. He said, "No." You know, he said, "No, no, no." You know, he's, you know, he's so proud of it. He's like, "No, no, no." It's just a smoother uh, Jack. But I kept feeling like I picked the woman Jack. Sure. In sure. the taste test. Sure. I, that was a funny. That was a funny thing because I remember that that then they bought me. Um, Roos bought me a leather vest and a leather hat, Jack Daniels, <laughs> right. and dared me to wear it on stage that night. Right. Just that. Right. 
And he showed up that night with the O line of the Titans, mm-hmm. and there was a dude heckling me. Was because I did it. I had the just a vest and a hat, like, <laughs> right. every, nothing else. And he was like, uh, he, "I think he was like nice vest or something like that." Right. And I was like, "Well, it was uh, given to me. I was dared to wear it, but my by my uh, my friend who's uh, six foot eight and uh, two hundred and eighty pounds, <laughs> please for the Tennessee Titans, and who's sitting about ten feet away with the rest of his offensive line mates from the Tennessee <laughs> right. Titans. And if you want right. to talk to him about it, you can." Yeah. And it got a great laugh and yeah. a great response. And he, that guy fucking shut, shut the, fuck, the up. fuck up. Yeah. That's nice. Okay. That was funny. And then uh, the other thing I remember about that tour was that it was like, but right before the private tour, we had the, the general tour. Yeah. And then we peeled off with the master taster for the private tour. Right. And I remember that we were sitting there and the guy who was giving the tour was talking about the barrels and how they're made and everything. And then talk, he talked about the bunghole. <laughs> right. Right. Now, I didn't realize that's where the term bunghole came from. Right. But I remember he said bunghole, and you and I started tittering and laughing, and nobody else thought it was funny or like even like had. A, he said bunghole. An immature moment about it. That was something I remember about that. Um, um, I guess I, but girly drinks. I mean, I don't know, uh, like a cranberry vodka. Is that she's talking about that kind of thing? Or I guess so. I mean, uh, champagne. Does that screwdriver? Mimosa. Mimosas. <laughs> I I, like, I don't like champagne. I've been drinking I, a prosecco. I mean, okay. not, not this year, but uh, okay. last year I, I started like Prosecco, which is like a like a brunch. I mean, it's like champagne, but like lighter, sure. I guess. No, yeah, sure. It's, it's kind of a, a wine, a sweet wine. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I don't know, woo-woo shot. Woo, <laughs> I like a lemon drop. A lemon drop. Lemon drop's not bad. Yeah. That's pretty good. All right, um, go. She's got some good ones, though. I mean, this is not really a lady question, but she, she asked it. I'm, and I, I'll tell you what, this is hot on my mind, so I'll do it. Um, uh Mariah Hakimian, Hakimian. Yeah. Do you find yourself getting wrapped up in your kids' TV shows and movies? And I'll tell you this story, Lemmy, is that um, we have been on a tear, my kids and I, mm. watching The Arrow. Oh, yeah. Like a binge-watching thing. And like Saturday night. Yeah. This is my Saturday night. Okay. This is what, what the fun I have. Uh, we binge watched four episodes of Holy the Arrow. Holy shit! Four episodes. Holy that's shit! Four hours of Arrow, dude. That's like watching two movies worth of Arrow. God damn, that's a lot of Arrow. We had to get to the end of second uh, second season. But and that's the thing. I mean, network TV is twenty three episodes. It is. So we've watched in the last uh, two months. We watched forty six episodes of the Arrow. Are you? <laughs> are you? And I'm the, totally wrapped up in it. Oh, you are <laughs> absolutely like. And there's a big moment in the season finale of two, and I was like, and we were all watching it, and I was like, what? <laughs> like, what? And I paused the, uh, actually paused it and turned to my wife, and she was looking at me in amazement that I was so. Uh, oh, man, they blew your mind. Yeah, and I was like, what? And like, what, I couldn't believe it. How about the kids? What were they? Oh, so you're watching this as a family, too. Your wife. Oh, all of us, yeah. Okay. All of us together. That's the, whole, that's the nice thing. So, you know, no, all of us together. Great. And, uh, and everyone's into it, and it's like. Like the next day at breakfast, like we talk about it, mm-hmm. and it's like, what about this character? And do you think they meant that? And it's hysterical because they're at the age now where they get all that stuff, and like we ha- we like we're all we're binge watching together God, as a family. That's crazy. See, it's funny because like uh, I like the way that sounds. You know, for us growing up, it was like f- you would just tune in at the regular time and just watch the show. That's right. Yeah. And frankly, at back in that time, I remember like one of my wishes was like. I wish I could watch all the episodes of The Incredible Hulk. Right. But that was an impossibility. Right. Now you can't. Now you can. Right. But I remember, like, we used to do that, too. Like, you know, my sister and I, we would get to choose the shows. Right. And it would be shows like Three's Company and, yep. like, you know, 
uh, Love Boat, Love Boat, yeah, Fantasy Happy Days. Island, yep. Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. Um, but every single show, including Three's Company, a classic. Yeah. My dad's thing was like. All right, which uh, a stupid show are we going to watch tonight? <laughs> but he was into it. He well, he liked Chrissy. Yeah, I like the blonde one. Yeah, but no, no. I, I, my kids don't understand that. Like we talk about that now. How how when I was there, like so when you were young, like you had to wait for it to come on. Because mm. right now we're catching up to the point where that's going to happen. Like we've gone for the first two seasons. Good. And Good. we've gotten to the point, and so now the third season is about ten episodes have aired so far. Oh, so, okay, yeah, okay, and and it's one of those deals now, binge watching wise, where the third season has already started, and we don't have those episodes. Not available, yeah, right. So <laughs> what I did this morning was I called up UTA, okay, the agency, and I said, "Can you get me the first eight episodes of oh. the Arrow season three? And he said, "Yep, sure." There you go. And they're sending it to my house. Okay. Hey, listen. That's now, and you did that more for you as opposed to your kids. No, it's for them. It's for them. But, you know, it is funny because because uh, uh, I, I did get as much wrapped up into it as they did. And, you know, I there's a lot of shit I enjoyed about it. Although I will there's say. some good ass kicking in that. You thing. know, there is there is something. I mean, you know, no doubt. I'm a binge watcher, and there's something yeah. so satisfying about binge watching. It's there a is. whole new. Yeah. It's, you know, 20 years from now, they're going to have some different version of it. And yeah. the kids then are going to be like, how did you not do it? But, like. I remember, like, when I was a kid, for instance, I saw Star Wars in the theater. Right. And then saw, you know, it was excruciating to wait for Empire Strikes Back, but you, but you didn't Yeah, yeah, excruciating. But that one you didn't necessarily know, like, they just won at the end of Star Wars. You were like, okay, that's great. And then a sequel came out three years later. Yeah. At the end of that one, though, when Han Solo wound up in the carbon freeze and Luke's hand got cut off and you found out Darth Vader was his father... It was like, oh my fucking god, we have to wait three years. <laughs> exactly, and it was torture. I, I know that, and I. But that's the problem with, uh, when you start this binge watching. Because it feels the same thing with these TV shows now, where it's like, you'll watch Walking Dead or whatever, and you'll get to that for half season, and then you have to wait for three months, and then you have to wait like a year and a half till this thing comes on again. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like ridiculous. Like Mad Men, for example. Like Mad Men, the first half of this last season, you watched it. And then it's like a year before they show you the second half of the thing. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. But, yeah. It's bullshit. And that's why binge watching is a good thing. Well, but like, it's so funny to see in that little kid that feeling that you have. Because, you know, they all end in cliffhangers. And the episode will end and the credits will come up. And they're like, can we just watch one more? Oh, man. And you're like, no. Just, we have to. And you want to watch it. Sure. If they weren't around, you'd fucking click on it. You know what sure. I mean? And so that's that's what that's what happens, and we we've never I don't know if we've ever watched just one episode at a time. You the, know what I mean? the crazy thing is when I think back to my Friday and Saturday nights, it was like if like watching the eight o'clock block eight yeah. to eleven p.m. That's three yeah. hours of TV. That was with commercials. That was something that would make my mom mad. Yeah, she'd be like, "He's poison. He's melting his brain." <laughs> right. right. No, I know. Um, um, but anyway, that, the arrow is really. High on our lists right now, so just so you know, yeah, it's a, it's a some good some good folk in that that arrow that that guy who plays the arrow is damn good. He's like a, he's like a new Tom Cruise. Okay, good looking guy. Good look, like ripped. That's why my wife likes it. His abs. Yeah, like it's one of those deals where he's a good actor, but there's also one of those deals where like every episode he's got his shirt off, and you look for the scene when it's coming up and the shirt's off, mm-hmm. and then in the credits, like you know, he does this thing. It's like a it's like a pull up bar ladder. Mm-hmm. And he does it for real, where it's like, 
it's a it's a it's like two poles with rungs on them, mm-hmm. and you're hanging from the chin up bar. Yeah, and you pull yourself up, and then you flip the bar up to the next rung. Oh, Jesus. And then you pull yourself up again, and then you flip to the next rung, and then and you climb the ladder with the chin up bar, Dude. and he does it for real. Jesus. And you're like, oh, sh-. and my wife. That's why she likes the show. Uh, you know, the my wife's like, holy fucking shit. What this I'm guy. what I'm wondering is if like young, if kids now have that thing where like. Like frankly, when we watched Schwarzenegger movies, yeah, when when we were kids, like you looked forward, you wanted him to take off his shirt, like sure, dudes, you were like, like Commando, that scene where he's you know carrying the log. <laughs> oh well, but then it's like when he finally gets to the island in the seaplane, <laughs> yeah, and he gets out, he's just in a speedo getting in the raft, <laughs> right. and he starts rowing the thing. But you were like, oh, right, or like in uh, in Predator. You know, when he would, like, hold his fist up to tell everyone to be quiet, and he'd flex his yeah. fucking bicep? <laughs> right, right. You were into it. Sure. Because it was like, you'd never seen muscles like that before. Sure. Unbelievable. Shit. Schwarzenegger. Um, but you don't feel that way about this Arrow guy yourself? You're not psyched for when he takes uh, it No, it's different. I mean, you know, he's, uh, it's more appealing to the ladies. Like, he is a, definitely a physical specimen, but it's like, like, Schwarzenegger was otherworldly. You yeah. know what I mean? Or The Rock, otherworldly. You're like... Holy fucking shit, you know? This guy is more like super cut, you know, good fucking muscular build, but not like a fucking superhero. I mean, not like a, not easy, like a, not like a, someone from another planet or something, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Schwarzenegger, that's the thing about him, I mean, you know, come on. Yeah. Um, all right, we're getting, we're, we're getting pretty good. We can fire through a few of these because we're, we're in pretty good shape here. Okay, okay. Here's, here's one. This is from Mike Mensch, at Le Mensch. What would it sound like if Steve's dad and wife had sex? <laughs> this is that we laughed about. It's not a woman's question. question. Is it a lady's question? No, it's. Oh, you're right. It's not. Oh well, we'll just have to answer that another time. <laughs> no, let's answer it. Uh, what would it sound like if Steve's dad and wife had sex? Hey, 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 you have a heart attack. Tiffany, hey, hey, slow down. What? Why you want me to slow down, old man? <laughs> you keep up, old man. Yeah, don't I'll, you? Don't you cut out on me now? I will cut you if you don't keep up. Okay, let's see here. Um, all right. Okay, here let me. This is this is what's known as dead air. Yeah. Okay. How about you want me to throw another one out? Then? Yeah. What do you got? Uh, Mariah Hakimian. Okay. Oh, <laughs> again. You think that co- at Ma Edgerly? Okay. This, she's our friend, man. She's in. She got good questions here. The hack. When uh, your girls ask you about sex, how will you explain it? Oh my god. That's a tough one. She, right? I think she just sent these to you because I didn't see. Oh yeah, there it is. At okay. Well, because you don't have girls. Right, I don't. Right. When, when your girls ask you about sex, how will you explain it? You want to know how? How? Ask your mother. Okay, oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's. Smart. I mean, you know, first of all, she's a doctor. She's a vagina doctor. Yeah. Why would I deal and, with that? Uh, you know, she knows her way around. And she's the, a woman. You know, the block. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, I would say, ask your mother. That's what I would say. Okay, here. Is that dropping out? No, no, that's great. That's great. Although, what if your mother? What if the mother wasn't home? What would you say? Uh, wait till your mother gets home. <laughs> okay. Good answer. Good answer. Here's another one from Ma Edgerly, Mariah Hakaminian. What does Heffernan? What does Lemmy do that drives you crazy? Steve, what does Queen do that pisses you off? Oh come on, there's a gazillion things. I mean, you know, I know. Jesus, where do I start? He doesn't book his own plane flights. We've oh, already talked man. about he, that. He talks about my plane flights all the time. That pisses me off. Too much talking about the plane flights. Uh, we talked about just so you know, like you know, you pod a uh, chew crew. We recorded 20 minutes of the podcast in which I got mad at Kevin for harping on it. Then we went upstairs to a Broken Lizard uh, television meeting, and he kept fucking talking about it. I I don't know if I did. I mean, I think. 
they were as amazed and shocked as I was. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, okay. Has I, uh, Ma Edgley, has either of you had a sexual encounter that was less than satisfying or embarrassing? Bear your souls. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I guess with myself, maybe. Oh, well. <laughs> less than satisfying? Less than satisfying. I was less than, I was less than satisfying with myself. Well, I, you know, it's funny because there are those times where, like, uh, you know, there are, uh, orgasms vary in their intensity, don't they, Kev? And, what? Uh, <laughs> what? Ask your oh, mother. What? Ask your mother. You go and ask your mother. There are times where it's like, you know, where you have a less than uh, intense one, and you're like, oh, I kind of wasted my time. Nah, I don't know if that's ever been the case. Oh, because you're super intense <laughs> yeah. every time? Oh! My head explodes every time. Oh! All right, how about this one? Jonathan High at, John, at Johnny High 311. How do I get my wife to let me call her dungeon slut without her getting mad? Mm. <laughs> um, you know what? He should uh, let her listen to our uh, Halloween podcast. Right. And hear me talk about how my wife is a dungeon slut and how <laughs> okay. I ask her what she is. And she, I mean, she says she's a dungeon slut. I feel like if you just say it a lot, it'll desensitize the situation. Yeah. Like call her it like 20 times a day. Sure. Hey, my little dungeon slut. Hey, dungeon, dungeon slut. What's up, dungeon slut? And then eventually she won't get mad. Sure. Or you could buy her a dungeon slut costume. Right. And then she said, what's this? And be like, uh, it's a dungeon slot costume. <laughs> Isn't it cool? Uh, why did you get it for me? Because you're my dungeon slut. Yeah. And then you get her uh, like a coffee mug. Mm-hmm. It says dungeon slut on it. Sure. And then give her her coffee every morning in it. Yeah, yeah. Or have the kids like make one for her in school. School it says uh, world's greatest dungeon slot. <laughs> right. Or you could like secretly contact the DMV. Okay. And get a vanity plate for her car. Sure. That's like D N G N. Uh-huh. SLT. SLT. Okay. Dungeon slut. Do you think people like people <laughs> saw D N G N SLT? They could figure it out that it was dungeon slut. Uh, I think it could be dungeon slit. Sure. Then if it was dungeon salt. <laughs> um, you might throw the U in there, but then they ding you the DMV. Oh, because they, yeah, they, they they're so uppity over there at the, at the DMV. I would just I would just. Keep throwing it out. Keep sure, you're, you're you're going with the uh, the wear her out method. Yeah, wear her out. Kind of like how you uh, uh, got your wife to go on a date with you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. A war of attrition, my friend. Listen, it works. You can win that war of attrition. Um, Mariah Hakamiyan. Yeah. At Majli asked to know what's your favorite woman joke. Do you have a woman joke? Um. Well, I mean, they're like those. Uh, certainly, they're blonde jokes. I right. remember. I, you have a lot of nun jokes too, don't you? Uh, I have one nun joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, well, yeah, I'll tell my nun joke. I suppose I ever told us. Uh, I think you have, but go ahead. Guinness beer is having a limerick, a dirty limerick contest. Uh huh. And uh, the winner of the uh, the contest wins, you know, a cash prize, and then gets to, you know, they're obligated. They get to read the. The limerick in front of uh, the crowd. Right. And so they get uh, a whole bunch of submissions uh, far and wide from all over the world. And it turns out that the uh, the winner, uh, the prize, the address uh, from whoever this woman is, is, is in Ireland. Okay. And so they go to the address where this uh, dirty limerick, the dirtiest limerick in the world came from. And uh, it turns out 
it's a convent. The address is a convent. Oh, okay. And that it's uh, from this one particular nun. And so they meet the, the nun and they say, oh, you know, Sister Mary, your dirty limerick won the contest. She says, oh, that's fantastic. We could use the money for the, the convent. <laughs> and they say, okay, yeah, that's great. You can use it however you want. Um, mm-hmm. And so also you get to read the limerick in front of uh, the whole town. Yeah. And she says, oh, I don't think I could do that. And they say, no, well, but that's part of the deal. You, sure. you have to. And she says, oh, well, I don't think I could do that. And they say, well, um, how about you just read the, uh, you can read the clean parts and just omit the dirty parts. <laughs> and she says, well, I think I could do that. <laughs> okay. And so, you know, they get like the day of, they come, like she shows up and there's, you know, 5,000 people there to hear the reading of the dirty limerick. Right. They say, Sister Mary, here she comes. She comes up on stage and she starts reading and she she says, okay, I'm going to uh, 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 just read the clean parts. Right. Omit the dirty. And so she says, uh and they fucked in a pile of shit. <laughs> there you have it. What on bum? Boom. We should end on that. Okay. But on bum. All right, everybody. I like it. I like your woman joke. Thank you. It's a nun joke. It, it's there's none funnier. And they fucked in a pile of shit. I mean, what was the rest of the limerick? Because that's like it's unbelievable. Oh, I get it. It's unbelievable. Um, all right. Thanks for the questions. All right. Good questions, everybody, again. and um, I like doing questions. Yeah, questions are great. Um, and, uh, hey, uh, February 7th, Saturday night, Cobb's Comedy Club San Francisco, Sketchfest. Mm-hmm. Get your tickets, www.sfsketchfest.com. That's a mouthful. I know. 8 p.m. Be there. Be square. Okay. Um, all right. Should we wrap it up, Lemmy? You gonna chew something on the way out? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Here we go. Mm. What do you got? Mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm chewing some uh, some chocolate from a heart shaped box. Oh, that's a good that's a good call. Mm. Mm. I'm chewing flowers. Um, <laughs> roses? Yeah, roses. Okay. <laughs> Yellow roses for friendship. For friendship. Um, all right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Now leaving Nerdist.com.